down the rabbit hole podcast brought to you by Druzy and 100 million challenge all right what is up we are back it's been over a month we got Druzy in the building back at it like crack addicts there you go all right so (laughs) it's been some time dude i know you've been moving and everything so kind of want to give a reason behind why we're missing and there's a lot on on my part as well um and a lot of it was uh we couldn't find a uh a good topic right like something that uh actually yeah it's whatever you know life you know we made plans life got in the way it doesn't matter not important the point is we're back you know we're here to continue where we left off so you guys get the info um and the you know and the the topics that that interest you so yeah let's let's do it yeah it's it's a good day to talk about some conspiracy theories so what have you got on your mind today so so i did a piece well a couple of uh, pieces on my tiktok uh if you guys don't follow it's a, at 100 man challenge x uh we i did a couple of pieces on the denver airport and the fact that Templars, not Templars, I'm sorry, the Freemasons have a lot to do with it. Um, have a lot to do with just everything because Denver Airport is this one big whole conspiracy. Sorry. Yeah, it is interesting. It's fascinating. Like the the artwork that's there, it's kind of like very murky and depicts like uh, like an apocalyptic apocalyptic type of environment, like a post. Uh, nuclear war type of environment um specifically the one where it's like people who look like nazis with like gas masks pointing weapons at like kids you know kids dying very eerie like very strange like if you were if you were to ask me like you know what type of artwork would you want to decorate like an airport one of america's busiest airports that probably would not be my first option um but nonetheless there's there has to be like a reason why, right? Like the person whose job, whose task it was to to do so, put that specific artwork there. And uh, it could be just trolling. Like maybe he just like you know wanted to intrigue people and pique their interest. Like 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 what he's doing now. We're talking about it. Or it could be something more nefarious and sinister behind it. So yeah, it'd be interesting to discuss that and, and find out. So, so I'm not sure if you looked at the TikTok that I was sending you. I have not, no. You have not. Actually, okay, so I'm sorry. So, so this is going to be interesting for you as well. So the author or the artist, who's a local artist, was Leo Tanguma, who was the creator, of, well, the artist behind all of the art in the airport. And mm-hmm. if you have internet and you could pull up the images... I do not have internet. Please tell me what that is. Well, if you have access to I'm, I'm internet of, while, of we're, while, while we're recording. So yeah, go on, go on. Just uh, Google Denver Airport paintings, and you'll see uh, at least three of the main images, three or actually four of the main images that are displayed in the airport. So... So starting from the first one, I did, like I said, intensive research. We see um, 
I'll get back to the Nazis right after this one. So starting with this, with the first one, where there is fire, there's death. I'm seeing it. Yeah, it's it's so, very strange. So like for, forest fires. And exactly. There's a forest fire. There's uh, lots of diversity. I see lots of diversity. You see animals that are there are instinct. In, instinct. Extinct. Uh, extinct. Yeah. And on the left, there's three. Uh, there's three coffins on the bottom. On the left one, if you see a black lady, that's that's represented by Black Plague. How the, dare you, sir? The middle one is Aztecs, and to the right is the Holocaust. Right, and it's basically showing that humans are causing death, extinction, and a, a fire in the forest. Now, destruction. destruction, basically. Now, if you see all the way to the back of it, there's there's like a city that's watching, yeah, I do see it. Mm-hmm. watching all of this, and it's been it's untouched by the fire. That's a representation of I be, what we believe is the Freemasons that they saw people were des- destroying each other, destroying this earth, and that's what it is. So, moving on to the image of the soldier, if you could pull it up. Mm-hmm. So, the soldier is destroying these kids. Uh, kids are dying. It's definitely a Nazi soldier for a couple of reasons. And you see also a caravan going... Uh, well, people are fleeing, basically. This the on the left hand side the long trail is the caravan of people fleeing. Now, right. on the right bottom corner you see a letter there. Yeah. Leo actually made a sec a separate art piece, well, uh, an art piece just for that letter, and it was actually a letter written by a girl, I believe Hannah Hanneberg. Uh, she died in the concentration camp, a Nazi mm-hmm. concentration camp in Auschwitz. That's the letter. So we know it's definitely a Nazi soldier, right? Now, as f- we see a lot of things happening, right? Kids are dying, people fleeing. We see a, a a letter from a little girl who died when she was 14 in Auschwitz, and in the center is you see this bird dying, uh, this bird being attacked. That, uh, that I can I can kind of uh, comprehend as like you know dove usually a white dove represents peace and he's kind of stabbing the white dove, meaning like he's kind of ending peace as far as I understand. Yeah, it's direct though, direct attack on it. On peace. Now, on peace, yeah. So I don't know if you know this, but the Freemasons logo, besides. You know their their traditional logo on each lodge, the Freemasons Lodge, they have a dove with an olive tree branch in its mouth. They yeah. symbolize that from the from the religious aspects. That's their symbol as well, right? And since the Templars, since the Templars died, actually, they use the dove as a res- representation of who they are. So. We see a dove being attacked, right? Which, hey, it's peace, white dove. But if you look at history, right, with the Freemasons, um, 
Freemasons were actually at, well, they were actually kicked out of Germany. They closed their lodges. They, Hitler ordered for them to be uh, kicked out, uh, annihilated, because they associated them with Jews, and all the items and belongings confiscated inside these lodges. It was right during the war. So we know that the Freemasons and the Nazis were not on the same page. So they were kicked out, confiscated. A lot of them were killed. So that was that. Moving on to the next image, and that's the image of kids with, if you see kids with different flags. Mm -hmm. so, so you see the same soldier is laying on the floor, which is Hitler or the Nazis. We see all these little kids, like they're in a playground, holding flags, helping knock down this, this soldier, right? And take him apart. Right. The reason, we see, the reason I say that this is, uh, this is also related to World War II is you see Russia and America are actually standing together, the boy and the girl, with their flags together. And if you see right in the center, it says Mir. And an extra piece. Yeah. So this this is World War Two, post World War Two. Kids in the playground, they're helping, you know, with little hammers, you know, taking apart the monster, big bad guy. And you see two doves right sitting in the middle. Or actually sitting on top of the soldier right in the middle of the picture. Showing so that essentially they survived and the soldier didn't and they prevailed. And and you could see that that it's almost like these kids are like like I said little, little kids in the playground like taking credit for winning this while the two doves are actually the ones standing on top of it and letting the kids do their part, you know. Mm -hmm. So it could be that they're taking credit for it. The Freemasons are taking credit for destroying the Nazis. And just having the little kids play, which was represented by the countries. Because there must be a reason. Little kids, you know, they represented each country with a little kid, a little boy or a girl. Right. Or it could be that the Freemasons kind of defeated the Nazis kind of in the background, but it made it seem like the kids did exactly. did all the hard work. But they, they really, it's them, but they kind of, you know, were subliminally just hiding and giving the kids the credit. Like, okay, guys, you, you guys could you know, show the world that you did it, but in reality, it was us. Exactly. Now, the last image that I would go uh, through is the image where um, you see this one flower in the middle. Mm -hmm. um, and you see all these kids around playing and almost worshipping the flower. Mm -hmm. This is a lot, has a lot of familiarity with Jesus's Last Supper painting. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Oh yeah, I mean it kind of does look like it, right? So in, in a sense, yeah. So in the last photos, we have seen uh, the rainbow over the pictures, the ones that where you see a dove. Right. Now the Freemasons had a uh, almost like a like a, a badge, it was like a trophy type of thing where they had the bird. And and the top part was a rainbow, like it was a, made out of cloth. It's like mm -hmm. a, one of those uh, military type of, uh, you know, uh, 
ranking rewards type of uh, medals. So, so this shows now that all the kids are happy. They're all, uh, all the animals are there, peace everywhere. Uh, and you see that the bird that was caged, that was extinct from the first picture, is now free and flying around. Mm-hmm. And they're all worshipping this flower that has a dove inside. Right. Which, which the colors representation of, basically it's all across the, all the pictures. And the dove representing that they're all under one world order. Mm-hmm. Which is nature. Which like is... worshipping nature. No, they're worshipping the Freemasons. It's one world order. The higher mm. power. They're all worshipping that now. See, from beginning, they had no higher power. Where there was fire in the forest. Well, well they, were, they were, you know, they were under attack. They were kind of like the Nazis were, like, in control of them. And, you know, I, I kind of be- get it. Way mm. before that. The, the first image that I showed you where they had a forest fire. Now... Mm. They're all living peacefully, and they have this thing to look up to. And that's not nature. That's the white dove. That's, again, representation of the Freemasons. It's, uh, it's, an interesting, it's interesting, and I believe that with everything that they have, um, everything that you know, the, the Freemasons built, the whole airport as a museum, I think this is more like a flagship like base for them where they're showing, hey, if you know, you know, but we're the, actually the ones that defeated it and created one world order. Mm-hmm. So that's a big one. The other one, all right, I don't know if, if you get the whole idea, if you get the whole gist. And actually, I do. Yeah. And actually this flower is, the uh, the mural of this flower is is posted right next to the one with fire. There's a door in the middle. So it's before and after effect. That's what Leo Tenguli, Ten, Tengumi meant. Before and after. Mm-hmm. So it's very fascinating. I believe it just... I never knew that, hey, the Nazis are were against the Freemasons and they thought they were Jews. They associated with them with the Jews. He actually said a couple of times that they are the most or the biggest um, the biggest threat to the Nazi society, which was the Freemasons. Well, any, you know, any closed know. off society, they, and yeah, whatever is not their ideology, they consider that a threat. That, that's the same reason why even in Russia, like now, um, you know, even Jehovah's Witness, they've been getting rounded up, arrested because... You know, if you don't get with the program, if you're preaching something else that's not in, in line with what the government says, of course, that's a threat. So, you know, it's that's really the reason why. So anything that, you know, doesn't sway with what the Nazis were teaching at the time was a threat. And obviously, I think the fact that, you know, they just they just scapegoated like anything that's not inclined with Nazis with like that's in, in bed with Jews. So that's why, you know, that was just an easy escape for for, pe- for them to blame it on. So that that might have been the reason why I don't think like that's exactly how they thought, you know. But but who knows? Um, yeah, 
regardless i didn't i didn't know this like info that you just told me i didn't know that freemasons had anything to do with like you know nazi germany and stuff and now taking it deeper right um there's also gargoyles in in the airport all over the baggage claim area so if you type in denver airport gargoyles you'll see a bunch of them that are just sitting and watching now same artist it's a different sculptor mm-hmm. um not sure actually who but it actually came from like gargoyles it's it's new to united states like you don't see a lot of those here it's these weird um dragon type of creatures that are just watching right so there's actually a lot of history behind that the history behind the gargoyles, if you you have it pulled up. Yeah. So these gargoyles came from a city known as uh, Rhine. Hold on. Uh, yeah. Hold on. Italy. No. France. It's Rhone. Rouen. Rouen. Yep. City of Rouen. Mm-hmm. They have a a cathedral, which is called the Notre Dame Cathedral, and it's this beautiful Masonic cathedral built in fifteen hundreds. Is that in in France? That's in France, Rouen. Yeah, and the the Notre the the Notre Dame. Yeah, isn't that like the where that famous, you know, the the Disney movie, Hunchback of Notre Dame, isn't that like related to that, right? That church? It's there. Right, right, right. Uh-huh. So, so they have gargoyles all over that place, right? They have like a wall with like tens, twenties of those gargoyles mm-hmm. just hanging off. So there's there's actually a history of gargoyles where they actually Back in I mean, 300 BC, they, there wasn't like this animal that required sacrifice, and he wanted females. So every year, instead of giving them females, they would feed them prisoners. Right? Finally, these there was a priest, Romanus. He went to the gargoyle and he was able to take him by the neck and was able to capture him. Right, so every year they would feed prisoners to him, so mm-hmm. that he doesn't go into the city. And finally, this priest was able to take him and burn him. Now, once he burnt them, the the neck and the head would not burn. So they saved it and they hung it up on their wall to kind of just fear, just just spook other other gargoyles so they don't come in so say this is you know we kill gargoyles like do not come in kind of mm-hmm. that's that's the theory now this happened in like i said about 300 bc but the cathedral was built in 15 uh I believe 1541 uh construction started i'm sorry not 1541 1030 I'm sorry. Yeah, it was, it was a while ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a while ago. 
during the same time, um, well, it was built by the stonemasons. It was built by the stonemasons. And during the same time as it was built, Robert or King Lionheart the first was the reigning king of England. He spent most of the time in France, but he actually went on to lead the third uh, and last, the third and last Crusaders, right? The Templars, mm-hmm. which after after some time failed, they imprisoned a lot of them, and they actually converted into the ones that were left. They actually converted into Freemasons. And that's Free, when Freemasons, it's not a religion though. It's more no, of like a they they right. they turned to a Freemason because Freemasons were they were excused by the king from paying any taxes, from paying any dues and Oh, that was the Templars, you mean? No no no. The the Masons were excused by the king. The mm-hmm. Templars were as well. But then the Templars were called to be imprisoned uh, because they were hired to protect Jerusalem. But then once that failed to the Romans, they actually sent them to jail because they're like, oh, you killed a lot of people. Your services are no longer needed. We're going to kill you off and imprison you guys. Imprison and kill. So a lot of them actually went into hiding. And some of them just turned to the Masons and converted to, hey, I'm from this group. Now I became a Freemason. It's not a religion. Mm-hmm. Um, hold on one second. There was the proof of that. There was actually John Pierre Malay, who was a master Templar and a master Freemason. So there's there's a little bit of history on that end where I believe is all connected, but the gargoyles, that's where it came from. It shows that stone masons built, represents the, this, the history of the, of the masons that they built the cathedral and might have likely shows a history that they have merged with the Templars as well. There's history there. Um, but that's where gargoyles came in. There's nowhere near... United States, they came directly from France. There's actually a couple of articles on that. But it's actually cool. Like, like the whole Denver airport shows a lot of history. I actually had someone working uh, for the Denver airport. He was telling me about this. He was telling me how all these crazy things are happening. And they have these elevators up to the ceiling. Huge elevators restricted from any anyone, even employees, accessing those elevators. And from time to time, he would see people use it, and it was classified information on who could use it, and it only went down, those mm-hmm. elevators. So oh, well, yeah. Yeah, that's another theory that under the airport, it's like a bunker for like the world's wealthiest people in case there's like a disaster or you know, a nuclear war. That's where they're going you know, to descend to, to, like, uh, to, to be safe and come out afterwards and, like, I guess, continue their lives. But, so of course, I, it's, it can't be proven. Like, we don't know. It's yeah. just a theory. So, so actually, it was proven that after World War II, U.S. sent $800 uh, million in funding to, um, I forget the mountain, 
but it's mountain hold on it's also in uh colorado that was hauled out for military hold on military base it was called uh cayenne or cheyenne mountain so it's this big mountain that's located 99 miles exactly 99 miles from the airport and it has hauled out they hauled out the whole mountain and created a military base there also it's classified information what's in there 99 miles you can conclude a lot of things uh which is this is very broad what i'm about to say but hey highest highest degree in masonry is 33 degrees times it by three times is 99. three yeah yep. so it has a base there military base what the united states thought or planned is that if the west and the east either gets attacked or gets flooded the new capital is going to be denver and this military base is where the president is going to sit this base denver airport is very closely to it and there's a, actually a, a restrictive road linking denver airport to the to the mountain to the Cheyenne mountain so and right. it's, yeah it's classified Pl now, plus denver is also i don't know if this is connected but denver is known as the mile high city it's one mile above i think the uh the sea level or something like that so in case like you were saying a flood you know that city would like all the other cities would have got flooded except for denver because it's it's a mile above the sea level. It would stand, yeah. Now, the road to the airport, there's also only one road. You know how JFK is? There's so many ways to get into it. Right. With the Denver airport, there's one road that leads to the airport. And as soon as you enter the road, there's probably about 30, 40 cameras from each side watching who's entering, who's leaving. Because it's, it's a military base that's protected. Well, the military base is 99 miles away, but yeah, but it's it's there as well. But it's a very, very spooky, not like spooky, but it's a conspiracy, uh, like uh, airport. Now, fun fact number two is that you ever heard of, um, what was it called? Area 52? No. So Area 52 is actually located about 200 miles off Denver. It's in this small city. Um, it's 30 miles southeast of Tonopa. It's already inside Nevada. But it's very close to the airport as well. Uh, I, think, I believe actually not that much. I believe 132 miles away. I got I to gotta do some more research. So they, a lot of people say that Area 52 is where all the aliens were transported from Area 51. Because Area 52 has direct road linking to the airport and to the base, to the military base. So there's easier access, but it's there. It's in this small city. It's... Dude, it's the center of the United States, and it has all the roads connected to Area 52, the military base, and then there's the airport. 
So, a lot of interesting information. It does make sense. I mean, the fact that, like you said, it's in the middle of America. Um, in case we were to get nuked in the east or the west, obviously that would be the safest bet, like right dead set in the middle. So logically, it does make sense why they would do that. Um, you know, and yeah, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, logically it can make sense for sure. I would understand, I could see why they planned, they pinpointed that location. But this is all speculation, right? Like we don't have any concrete evidence or, um, you know, or even like slight, you know, something to go by to, to con- concur that what we're talking about is accurate. This is, that's why they call it a conspiracy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's basically it. That's the Denver airport for you. So that's... what about this, the, the spooky horse, like with the like red eyes that lights up? So What so significance the, is that? So the spooky horse, um, it actually is... Is that a reference to the Bible for like when the, the three horsemen come? Something like that? I think it's to the Bible. Originally, he was supposed to create something else, the original artist. But he actually died while I'm building... sorry, the four the, the four horsemen, sorry, that's in the Bible. Yeah, that's the four horsemen of the apocalypse. He actually died while building the horse. Oh so he was almost done with it and then the head slid off and it basically uh I think injured his artery in his uh, in his leg and he died. Right right there in the room while he was building the horse. I believe it it was painted blue because because blue has nothing to do with anything really. Uh, but blue was is is the official color of the Masons as well. You see them wear blue um one of these blue uniforms, blue uh kind of like long dresses in their official meetings. Mm-hmm. I actually compared that on their TikTok as well. The red eyes, I don't know. The red eyes I'm still uh it's still a mystery to me. But, so the horse doesn't have any like is it connected to the other artwork and uh you know conspiracies linked to the airport or it's like it's you know it's just a coincidence that it's just a creepy horse with red eyes put in that specific airport it's actually they actually call it what do they call it it's actually supposed to be a mustang horse mustang that's what it's called um but yeah i'm not sure to be honest what's the linkage between those two but it has to be something linking. You got to look at where the eyes are pointing. So it's something to definitely do some more research in and digging. But yeah, but all the all the biggest people uh, have been known to go into the airport and go to the the secret bunker or tunnels underneath. They spent how much did they spend? They said they spent over nine hundred million on just an automatic um baggage um claim you know the the rotation device mm-hmm. the mechanism the con- conveyor belt conveyor mm-hmm. which never made it live but it's somewhere underneath which i doubt i doubt that you, that it costs that much to build one of these one of those so do we, do we have any names of famous people that went to that bunker or is it just like in it's general, all, it's all in general. It's all general. 
I'm sure there's a lot from the the WHO organization and the WEF, W-E-F. Not the WHO, I'm sorry, the W-E-F. That's what I meant for. Um, mm -hmm. Because a, a lot of those people are known to be Freemasons as well. Well, it goes yeah. back to the general theory that you know all the most powerful people that control the world are linked together. That's like the generalized version. That's true. Just like how we we actually spoke about the the presidents. Did we speak about the presidents? How they're all linked to the King of England? I uh, I think we touched on it in, in prior episodes, but we didn't go into detail. So. All of the presidents besides two are actually connected uh, via a bloodline, even the Obamas, to King of England. So uh, one of the, I believe, who was it? I, Calvin told me, he said, if you want to know who's going to win on the election, just look at the bloodline. Whoever ha is linked to the, to the king is going to be the winner. I'm and assuming was, that the two... I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm assuming the two that aren't were the ones that got killed. Am I right? So that's that would be JFK and Lincoln. Uh, Lincoln was connected. It I was, guess. I believe, Theodore Roosevelt was not connected, and uh, Tub and Tub wasn't connected. Yeah. So how? I... Yeah. Sorry, I'm. I'm just curious, like. But what was the reasoning that, you know, the people who weren't connected won their election at the time? How how does how did that come it to might, be? It might have been that both were not connected during the election time. Oh, but they ran against each other? No. Who ran like if if they're not both connected, they ran they ran against each other. Maybe two people that were not connected to the king ran against each other. Let's see. Let's actually see. Let's do some Google research. I'm, yeah. this, is a, this is an interesting topic. Yeah, so, but like, what I'm saying is that the people who pretty much, like you say, control everything, control the elections, put the people in power, wouldn't like they see like, oh, this is not one of our guys. Like, why would they even let them get them, get them up to that level where they're running for president? You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, if they control the narrative, then wouldn't they just put their person... You know, make it seem like they won, and it's like, oh, we got our guy back in. Like, how, how did it happen that, you know, someone that they're not controlling ended up being the president? I'm not sure. But actually, hold on one second. Um, I was wrong. Martin Van Buren is I not. I think he did get killed. I think he did get assassinated. Did he? Hold on. It's actually. Um, it's actually one that was not connected. Martin Van JFK. Buren. Oh, Martin no. Van Buren. Martin, Martin Van Buren. Uh, hold on. And Martin Van Buren was the vice president. And then the president got killed. Hold on. The, let's see. Martin Van Buren was the 8th president of the United States and the 8th vice president. Okay, so he was, after serving as the 8th president of the 10th Secretary of State, both under President Andrew Jackson. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. Andrew Jackson didn't get killed. Killed. Um, let me see. There's eight president. Andrew Jackson did not. He replaced John C. Callahan as a president. John C. Hold on. July, eighth president of the United States and one of the founders of the Democratic Party. He was known as the Little Magician. I'm looking. Van Buren is elected to the New York State Senate. Van Buren enters. Uh, elected vice president under Andrew Jackson. And then right away, he was elected as president. Now, who was Van Buren against, facing against? Election results. I'm interested. But he actually lost to Harrison. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. President election. Was there... I don't think we had a Harrison president. I could be wrong, but it doesn't sound familiar. He beat... Yeah, he beat William H. Harrison, who was the um, the other party that was uh, being mm-hmm. elected. Yeah. So, so it might have been that both of them were not connected because both of them were not related to the king. Maybe there wasn't a candidate at that point that was ready. But Harrison did not win. Harrison was his opponent. Yeah. But either way, everyone's related to the king. A lot of them well, really. Yeah. That, that actually goes into another conspiracy theory that states, I don't know if you heard, um, you know, the reason why America won the Revolutionary War wasn't because of their effort and might. It was more of like a underground backdoor deal between the King of England at the time saying, like, officially, I'm going to let you guys win. But behind closed doors, I still want to call the shots. So, yeah, I... people think that that still might that that might be the reason why all these leaders are, you know, related, linked back to him. So, you know, as you as you know now, like obviously England is our biggest ally. Um, you know, America is like the forefront of like the world police on the world stage. But, you know, it's like the the royal family that's like a, another conspiracy theory uh states that the royal family really secretly called the shots. You know, and uh, they they do that on purpose so to not make it seem like they're so powerful. So let, let America kind of like be the, the force, be the forefront of that power. But secretly, they're kind of like, they're the ones, you know, in control. But who knows, you know, we, we, don't, we don't know. This is, a, this is just speculation and just, you know, talk. Like, just, you know, talk between guys, guy talk. Yeah. So, so during the... One second... During the Revolutionary War, the president, hold on one second, the president, the the king of England was George III, King George yes. III. Right. Now they are connected to. Let me see. Um, let me see the bloodline. For example, uh, Donald Trump bloodline, King of England. This is King 
Hold on. George. Which king are they related to? Trying to pull. Hold on. Because they also say that um, Hillary and Trump are actually like third, fourth cousins or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So hold on. Let me see. U.S. presidents. Um, king of England. What was the king of England? I'm trying to see which one is the king of England. I believe it was King Louis, Louis the third, the third or the fourth. That was the he was the king of France, I believe. He was the king of France, right? Right there, King Edward the third of England. Mm -hmm. Yes, King Edward the third. So King Edward the third of England was from thirteen twenty seven to thirteen seventy seven. When was the revolution? It was 1775. I don't know. But it could have been bloodline. Easily the bloodline. But they're all connected. Mm. Strangely, uh, and it could be that they're saying <laughs> that King the the king edward the third he had um he had the right of prima nocta you ever heard of that no the so prima nocta is is something that the kings had the right to which is whenever someone would get married they would be the one they had the right to unflower the girl before the groom oh wow Prima Nocta. So it could be, hey, that's what it could be too. Yeah, no, this <laughs> stuff is uh, <laughs> this stuff is all interesting, but you know, yeah, we, yeah, I, I would love to get to the bottom of it and and know yeah. the truth rather than you know just speculate. Well, unfortunately. We're not in this. We're it's not in our uh, pay grade. <laughs> it's above our pay grade. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but that's uh, that's basically it. That uh, I think that's the episode, though. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's a lot of great information. A lot of stuff I didn't know that I know now. So thank you for that. Yep. And uh, definitely something to ponder. You know, at night. Before sleep, huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> who was unflowered and who was not? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and why, why was it not me that was doing the unflowering? <laughs> Never too late, my friend. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Yeah. Great, great, great stuff today. So, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, you know, I hope you guys learned something as much as I did. And uh, hopefully soon we can reach we can reach the, the the truth and find out for sure what's really going on and 
you know, about all, all these things. Definitely. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, we definitely going to get back on the schedule, on, a, on our weekly schedule. We shoot usually on Saturdays, um, or record on Saturdays, but uh, today's Sunday, so you'll probably get it to the end of today or tomorrow. But definitely follow us, uh, TikTok, at 100 Man Challenge X. Um, I post all types of updates, and uh, I'm planning a piece on actually um, the Vanguard and the BlackRock theory. A lot of people. Oh, that's it. that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, it's not even a conspiracy. The fact that you know that they own most of like the major company. I mean, not all, but yeah, technically like, shareholders. Yeah, that's a fact. Like you know, you can you could see it. Cable news networks, you know, top corporations, big tech. They're There's definitely actually, huge stakeholders in it. That's a fact. Yep. I'm actually going to debunk that they own the world. So stay tuned for that on TikTok. Again, at 100 Main Challenge X. We'll see you guys all next week. Don't forget to tune in. Hit the follow. Hit the the bell. The notifications on. And, and, and share. Uh, share with and, your friends. If you found this interesting, share as many people as you seem feel fit. Exactly. All right, guys. Take care. All righty. Bye. Down the Rabbit Hole Podcast, brought to you by Juicy and 100 Million Challenge.